Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. It's Sam and today we have my friend Bella, who is a spiritual life coach and intuitive business consultant. And we are going to be talking all about intuitive connections and auras. You guys are so not ready. I cannot wait. Now I'm going to say this might be a little woo-woo, a little out there for some of you, but I find this stuff absolutely fascinating. And we're going to learn so much from Bella today. Bella, thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is going to be so good. Um, So I just want to give everyone a backstory about how we first met. And that was through our holistic and spiritual life coaching program. Uh, We, we began, you know, doing zoom calls and trainings and, and talking and coaching one another. And we've been friends now for over a year at this point. Yeah, wild. And and you guys, the cool thing about like online programs in general, not just like coaching certification, but any kind of online program that brings a tribe of women together is the is the connection that you have and the shared experience that then allows you to really create a friendship. And it has been one of the most special special things. Like, I love you, Bella. I'm so happy you're here. Oh, I love you too. And let's be serious. Unfortunately, we would have never met. We never would have met if it weren't for this. No. <laughs> so, so Bella, let's jump in. Tell us just a little bit about yourself so we can get a little bit about your background and then we're going to dive into all the good stuff. Sounds good. Um, so, so the backstory for me is that I always felt like that there was more to life than the everyday three-dimensional world that we live in. Um, both my parents are gifted. My niece is gifted. Um, and then I had like a little bit of a dark period of my life. And, um, I kept hearing in the back of my head, you're meant for something greater. You're meant for something greater. You're meant for something greater. Came out of that dark period, kind of was a zombie for a little bit. And then someone said that they knew a medium extremely well. And I was like, I've always wanted to go, let me go. And after meeting him, my whole spiritual journey took off. It was a life-changing experience. He brought up things that I didn't know about myself or I thought was normal and definitely was not normal. Um, And he kind of explained the importance of having spirituality in your life um, versus the religion. Um, And my spirituality is basically based on knowing that there's more to this life than the everyday life that we live and that we do have a purpose in this life and our soul is here to guide us. Um, that's amazing. So when you talk about being gifted for my friends that aren't really, you know, into that world, what does that mean? (laughs) It's like hard to explain. Um, but the easiest way to explain it is that we're all gifted in our own ways. Um, I, 
this is something that like has been brought up to my attention within the last like two weeks. I choose to participate in my gift that, um, that the God or universe, whatever you believe in gave to us. Um, so my gift is actually just knowing things. I don't know how to explain it other than that, but I just know things about people. Um, I'll meet people and just know things about them or like sense something's going on. That's also, I'm empathic too. So I get people's feelings without even touching them. Um, so I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's kind of it. Yeah. Is that, is that what you would consider was like, quote unquote, not normal for you that you thought was your normal? Is that what the medium explained to you? Yeah, absolutely. Like I've always heard, um, I kind of hate saying this, but like, I've always heard voices in my head or like just known things. Like I've been, I've been intuitively reading people my whole entire life, not knowing it, but like, I've always read my friends. I've always read my schoolmates, everybody. Like I've always read them intuitively. Like I can know something's going on. Um, even before someone tells me, um, I've been told that my energy enters a room before I do. So like people sense like that calm that I do bring into like a room and stuff. So yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Okay. So can you talk to us a little about what are the other, what are these intuitive connections? What are the things that people might be gifted with and what are those things Define them? Fill us in. Okay. So I'm going to go over like the three main ones. Um, and I feel like I have a little bit of each. So I think, and they're most, they're the most common for gifted people. The first one is, um, clairvoyance, which is a clear seeing. So some people actually see spirit. I don't. Um, my niece does, which is kind of weird being a six-year-old, but it's okay. <laughs> um, I can see people's spirit guides behind them in orb form or their angels behind them. So being um, clairvoyant, it's actually seeing it. So that's your gift. Like you see things, like you see the other world. Does that make sense? Yeah. Very cool. Yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to go into the other one, which is clairaudience. People actually hear things. So that's their connection to the spirit world and all that. Um, clairaudience when you, can say, also when you say like hearing things, is that like you're hearing like a phrase in your head or you're hearing like, is it actually feeling like someone's talking to you being like, Bella, you should do this or follow this path or whatever that may be. All of the above. So if, um, so I'm going to also go a little back because I forgot to say this. So when we, when we interact with our gifts, we raise our energy up and like the spirit world raises, lowers their energy. So we kind of meet in the middle. Um, so when you're doing the Claire audience and that's your gift, you can hear like a dog bark and I can ask you, like, if I hear that, that to me is a sign that says like, Hey, like, do you have a dog that might've passed on in a past life? Like, and is on the other side. Like how mm. do you connect to dogs? Yeah. And then you'll start hearing more things. You can actually hear, I want to say other souls that are coming through and have messages. Like a lot of like the mediums out there do have that clairvoyance where they hear them. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Amazing. So we have, we had clairvoyance, we had clairaudience. What was the next one? This is my favorite one, but it's the hardest one to explain. Great. It's, yeah. It's claircognizance 
and it's just a clear knowing it's it's you just know things without even like um knowing the person it's the craziest one to explain but it's what i'm gifted with um and it's like if i read someone's like angel cards or just doing a reading i just know things there's just things that that i feel in my gut that i just know and i can't explain it other than knowing so it's like i usually say like i see or i feel or i hear just so that it's not me saying i know this <laughs> i love that i love that so how how can the average person that is like girl you sound crazy like Right now, I know we have some listeners that are driving their cars and are going, what in the hell are these girls talking about? So for the like 99% of us that don't necessarily connect with these things, A, my first question is, does everyone have a gift that they're not tapping into? And then B, if someone is like, I'm really fascinated by this and I really want to get more in touch with these things, what do I do about it? How, how do I start learning about this? Oh my God, let's get started. Yeah, so yes, everyone has a gift um, and it's, it's tapping into it. And um, like, for example, when you're born, the last thing on your body to actually close is your head. So like your brain is the last thing because you're technically connected still to the other world. And babies are so so intuitive they just know things like that's why if you like are holding a baby and you think happy thoughts and everyone should try this if you have a newborn around hold a baby and just think happy thoughts and the baby will actually smile no way i swear i've done it with both my niece and nephew i've done it with every single baby i've come in contact with and they're just intuitively connecting to that energy that you're giving off of happy thoughts and the baby will actually smile we, I need to find some babies immediately. I need yeah, to go try this. Just go around <laughs> the city and find a newborn and be like, can I borrow this for a second? Could you imagine? That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So we're all born with it. And then, but how do we actually tap into it? If you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and you're like, how, what do I do at this point? I've already lived this much life without feeling in touch with this. What can I do right now? Everyone has a gut feeling. And it's, it's that intuition. Your gut feeling is your intuition. I mean, we've all like done it before. Like you get that gut feeling like I shouldn't do something. And sometimes you test it and you go for it. And it's like, oh my God, why did I do this? Your intuition was telling you and waving flags saying, hey, don't do this. Or your intuition or that gut feeling will actually stop you dead in your tracks. I'm sure you've felt this. I know I have where it's like, I have something big coming up and my intuition is like, no. And I physically can get sick to not mm -hmm. do Well, I think that's very interesting. Like I, I do know that that intuition can um, show signs in our physical body when we're dealing with things. I mean, I know that we hold trauma in different areas of our, of our body. Right. I know that when I was in a not great place in my life, I was constantly sick. I was constantly dealing with you know, sinus pressure and issues in that, like, you know, that chakra and that, you know, I've seen that happen. So yeah. I think it's, it's preventing that. And it's also starting to get quiet and, and really listen in and start listening to that. If we believe that we all have something 
you know, absolutely. Naturally. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got hurt in Las Vegas at a bachelorette party and I swear that I was pushed by like a spirit, one of my spirit guides, my angels to prevent me to do something that I would have done and possibly regretted. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, okay. I'm trying to, I'm still like, I want to get back into what this, how this relates to my ladies that are going through transition right now. And they're in the depths of either a relationship they're not happy in they're at a job they don't like, or they're feeling really overwhelmed or, you know, in the midst of burnout and just feeling a little wild and crazy. How can this serve them and help them this information? The biggest, so what I'm hearing is like to kind of instruct them how to connect to this. So that biggest thing is actually meditating. That's the biggest way and easiest way to connect your intuition. Um, We all have a soul and we all have an ego. Our ego is our survival. Our soul is our purpose. So Mm. a lot of us women actually live in that fight or flight and survival mode where we don't connect to our purpose. And sometimes, you know, in this lifetime, you're just meant to survive. And that's it. So you don't connect to that spirituality. You don't connect to that intuition. You don't participate in sharing your gift. But I feel like there's a huge awakening going on and so many people are gifted and realizing that and looking into more of the other category of life versus like the religion and this is what I'm supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So it's quieting your mind and connecting to your purpose and your gut and your intuition. Um, the easiest kind of way to do it is to meet your soul. Meet that soul. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> this is very advanced, so I apologize in advance if it like freaks people out. But um, we're go- we're going in. I'm all for yeah. this. We're going all the way in. Yeah. So I actually have a lot of my clients and even friends do this is um, doing a meditation, I always suggest going up because you want to level up in everything that you do. And um, you go into whatever plane that you enjoy. For me, it's always a beach. Um, For you, it might be a forest. It might be woods. It might be a dock. It might be a pier. It's whatever you find peace in. So you go up to that plane and envision everything. And in the middle of it, you're going to see two chairs sitting across from each other. And obviously you're going to take a seat in your chair and then you invite your soul and just have a conversation with your soul. Like something as like, so what's my purpose? Like, why are you here? Give me, so I just heard this, give me gifts or signs that like I'm living a purposeful life. Um, and just kind of Real, like kind of just listen and see how your body feels when you're in your soul. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like when you're done with it, just journal about it. Journal about how you felt. Journal about how you, what you heard, what you, just the feeling that you got from like hanging out with your soul and um, do the same for ego. Mm. So Interesting. Yeah. When I did this for the very first time, um, I don't have my journal to show you and you can't see on a podcast, but, um, 
my soul was like very like easy flowing handwriting. It was like in cursive. It was just like, it kind of reminded me like of a song. I don't know why. And then when I met my ego and talked about my ego, it was print. It was like OCD. It had to be written a certain way. And that's the difference of my soul and my ego. That is absolutely fascinating. I feel like mine would be similar. Right. Yeah. Because I always say that my ego is a six-year-old retired cop that's very by the book. (laughs) I swear. And like my soul is like a grandma who's very soothing talks very very like soft and all that and that's like as women I feel like that's very much especially on Long Island in New York like that's the difference and you'll see it and um when I when I hear my ego talking to me it talks in very short sentences it's like you're not good enough no don't do that where like my soul sings to me like let's do this. Why don't we do this? And it's longer sentences and it's more feeling words where the ego is just like very matter of fact, like my way or the highway. And it's like just very like short sentences. Yeah. Well, and I, and I want to bring up too, you and I had a conversation, gosh, I think this summer, um, I don't even know what I was going through. I was working through something with you and you asked, you, you asked a question and I had two different kind of responses. One was, I feel like blah, blah, blah. And the other one was, I forget the exact words, but it was so I clear. I think, yeah, one was coming from the head and one was coming from my heart. And that I think was so valuable that I wanted to share that. So, so for everyone listening, when you are in conflict and you're going through something and maybe you're journaling or you're talking to a girlfriend, start to pay attention to the words that you naturally use. I think is coming from that ego place versus I feel is coming from your soul, your intuition, and you know, your heart center. And that's very, very telling in that situation because you're able to basically cut through the bullshit and be like, oh no, that's my ego. No, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm going to go with what feels right. And I think that in, in a lot of, um, you know, our struggles are, are the things that we go through and, and have to grow through. Um, it's a matter of learning what we truly want and starting to follow that and listen to that, which I've experienced, gosh, in in all the ways through my dance career, through my marriage, through, you know, I continue to learn that in my businesses and all of my business ventures. And that was something that was so valuable that we talked about that I just want everyone to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's funny because when I was in college, I knew nothing about this, but I was going through my dark period and um, I had to write, I don't remember what it was for, but I wrote like a paper and um, I wrote, I feel a lot. And it's just like, I look back on it and it's like, it was my soul screaming out for me to pay attention to it. Mm, like yeah. it was, it was like, I don't know how to explain it other than like, it was like, I was like putting my soul into this paper and it was, I think it was like a creative writing class, something like an elective that I didn't need, but it was like my soul, like literally like screaming out, like pay attention to me, stop living in your ego, like stop thinking, like just feel like life is meant to be felt, not thought through. Yes. And, and like the dancer in me right now is totally relating to this where 
I can be in a studio and doing choreography or doing improv and, and just literally connecting to my soul. It's just being in my body and feeling the music and feeling the rhythm and feeling, feeling yeah. is that other side of me that is that perfectionist overachiever. I got to be the valedictorian and double major in my college and yeah. all that other BS. And it has such a different energy and it right. feels so different in me. So how does someone, when they're like, okay, I hear what you're saying. How do I start recognizing that and bringing that into my daily life? We talked about meditating and I love that you gave that the outline for that meditation, because I think a lot of times people are like, we throw the word meditating around a lot. And I think there's a lot of people that are like, well, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. And and if I'm being totally honest, like I've been shamed in the past by partners being like, well, you're meditating wrong. And y'all, there's like no wrong way to meditate. There really like, isn't. If you're listening to a guided meditation, you're chanting, you're just breathing, you're, you know, you're dancing. Walking, you're dancing, you're doing a moving meditation. Like there is no wrong way. So first I want to put that out there. Um, but I love that you shared this idea of, of meeting your soul through this meditation what else can people do to get in touch with their soul, get in touch with their purpose or step away from the ego? Like what are other tips or tools that you might have? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to add something on that meditation. If you can't like just quiet your mind, which I know is extremely advanced and do your own guided meditation, you can find med guided meditations anywhere and everywhere. I recommend that you listen to the meditation first so you make sure that there's nothing in it that's triggering for you. Mm -hmm. And then you close your eyes and do it. And start with like an easy one. Do like a five minute one. Don't like, don't overachieve and try to do like a 30 minute meditation. Um, and I heard because you're a dancer, um, connect to your soul through dance. Like don't put on, like for me, my soul likes like, flowing music like the improv dancing so connect to that instead of like doing like something with like words where you have to hit and you have to do that like that's like your ego because you have to hit those marks where like soulful dancing is like you're free you're flowing yep absolutely um, so connecting to that soul and just like your intuition is just going into nature doing something you love, lots of self-care, um, taking a bath, reading a book. It doesn't have to be a soulful book. It could be anything that you love. Um, and just going back to basics and doing things you love. Doing things you love. I mean, that alone, I feel like people are going to be like, well, I don't even know what I love anymore. And I think this is a great exercise. Uh, write down, give yourself three minutes and sit down with pen and paper and write down things that make you happy or bring you joy. And yeah, sometimes brain dump. we can like think about them and be like, Oh yeah, that's cool. But once you actually put it down on paper and you leave your pen on the paper and you allow space and time for more things to come through, I think you'll be surprised by what else actually does bring you joy. Because those first couple of things we talk about generally are things that like, you know, other people would be yeah. impressed by where it's like, well, I right. love, I love, I don't know dancing or I love being on stage, but it's like, but what does your soul really want? Like minus what other people would think about it. So yeah. it's still like, it gives you time to release that outside expectation and really get into your own feel feelings and your own being. Absolutely. I, 
when I like have like a crappy day at work, I go straight to my niece and nephew and just hang out with them for 10 minutes and take silly pictures and just have fun with them. Just laugh with them. We could be laughing at nothing, but we're laughing. Yes. Yes. And you know, there was a point in time when I didn't have a dog and I remember I was battling this and, and this is a whole long side story, but I had to give up my dogs and my divorce and it was the most painful thing I think I went through through the entire divorce. And it it took a lot of healing and a lot of time. And it was a very sensitive subject for me. But there came a time that I said, you know what, I, I need to do this and I'm ready to do this. And I got I got Murphy, my little golden wiener. If you guys haven't seen him, you got to go on Instagram and see him. He's super cute. And I remember, especially in that first week, the amount of time that I just took breaks from work and I would take him for a walk around the block and I would sit on the floor and play with him. Like it brought me so much joy that, you know, it didn't, I didn't have to go spend hundreds of dollars on, you know, doing something or I didn't have to go spend five hours traveling somewhere. It was literally, I could step up from my desk and sit down on the floor. And I love that because I, I know that people do have animals. I know that people do have children and those are easy things to access. Now they might also drive you crazy, but in those moments with that intention of I'm going to relax and have fun right now. Um, that's a great, great tip. Also, I just heard, um, if you have a partner, give them like a meaningful hug, like don't give them that awkward, like, uh, like I love you. Like actually hold on to them and like feel them like surrender into a hug. I feel like that's so powerful and it's like the walls come crumbling down when you do that. I'm like a little chihuahua with Corey. I'm like, hug me, love me, hug me. Um, So I'm going to force him. I'm going to force him into- Tell him to hold you. And tell him to surrender. No, but I love that. And um, I did, I read that, um, what is it? I think it's like 20 to 30 seconds. You have to be in a loving embrace that actually- um, calms down your central nervous system and has really positive effects for your physical body. Um, so that's another, I love that you shared that. That's awesome. Yeah. Like my medium and my Reiki master, every time I hug them, it's just like the walls come crumpling down and it can be like a 10 second hug, but it's a meaningful, like meaningful hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's there's beautiful. like, I don't like everything's like left outside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Yeah. I'm so glad you shared that. Um, so I want to get back into, we know now about the three main gifts, but yeah. I want to get into the auras because I think this is another fascinating side that I'm actually not super familiar with. So can you talk to us? What is an aura? What does it mean? What are the things? Like, I'm going to let you just take over. Yeah. So we all have an aura. Let's start with that. Um, and it is the, like the true definition of it is a life source energy that surrounds, um, all of us, even plants, um, animals, just everything. And it gives information of that person or object. So there's two, there's technically two parts to your aura. Um, and your aura does hold your past, present, and future. So that's Mm. kind of cool. and I'm going to teach people actually how to read it. Okay. We're cool. You can't so, so, your phone. Okay. Wait, but I got to ask a question first. So yeah. my aura, is that just like the space around my head and my body? Yes and no. Um, so there's two parts to your aura. So there's that prana, which is about an inch to three inches from your um, body. And it actually um, is usually glowing white. So that's the easiest one to see. 
Okay. Um, and then you have an astro body, which is an egg shape around you. And that's like where all the colors are. Um, the cool thing about that is that you can actually expand your aura or you can contract it into your body. So when you expand your aura, that normally means that you're extremely open and your energy is free flowing. But when you contract it, it's like kind of like you're holding it in because like you could be going through something and you need to heal yourself. But like when it's open, it's like for the, for you to share, um, to the world. Mm. When you come in contact with somebody, if you're an empath, that's the first thing you feel, you feel their aura. Um, some people are really good at hiding their auras, me being one of them. Um, my mom sees colors around people, but she never saw colors around me because I'm really good at hiding my aura. I um, find that very fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But that's lots of craziness in, in my life before this, but yeah. So you can contrast your aura and you can like bring it in. Um, I've actually done like a group class where I've actually expanded my aura and people have seen it actually come off my body. And so when you say see it, like the 95% of us out here that are like, what's an aura? Like I've seen the aura photography where people have pink around them or they have white around them. Like, is it possible for us to see that? Or because yeah. I know that I, I can, I can sense things. Like I think most of us kind of have that gut reaction when someone walks into a room or like, Ooh, stay away from that person. Or like, Ooh, I want to talk to that person. Like, I think we get those, I, I would just call it a vibe, but maybe is that, was, is that an aura that I'm sensing? Yes, absolutely. And everyone, um, like intuition, like your gifts, they're all muscles that you have to keep practicing and building the confidence with it. And it can come like this. Like once you keep practicing, staring at somebody until you see that glowing light. And then I don't see colors. I just know colors. So because that's your gift. That's my gift. Yeah. So I do say that I see yellow around you or I see the white around you. Um, and you actually make the decision, like you tell your guides or whatever you believe in what the colors mean. I was going to ask you, what do the different colors mean? So is it different for everyone? There is like a general consensus that goes with chakras, which I'm sure we'll talk about in another podcast or something. Um, but like pink, what do you think of pink? What's the first thing that comes to you when you think of pink? I mean, I think of like little girls in tutus. I've got a feeling. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the answer. Wrong. Sam's wrong. What, what's a feeling when you think of pink? Happy. Happy. Yeah. Love. Love. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heart chakra. So it's like, that's what that normally means. Where green for me is manifesting and making money. Mm, money. Yeah. I think green. I think money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about like, we're, we're doing some little tests, which is super uh -oh. cool. <laughs> What about um, yellow? What do you feel like with yellow? Just think, just say. Bright. Okay, happiness. Okay. Um, what about purple? Purple is like regal, royalty. Connection. Connection, okay, cool. Connection to like the other like realm and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That color is really, it could also get a little muddy too. Um, what about red? 
red to me is like fire. Yeah. I just think fire. And like my, I feel like yeah. my voice changed and my body changed as I think yeah. of red. Absolutely. Like to me, it's like, it's strength. It's strong, but it could also mean anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to go with your intuition to read, read that on somebody. Like, you know, sometimes also auras are like, they can be extremely bright. They could be extremely dark or they could be extremely dull depending on what you're going through. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, what do you feel when you see, when I say gray? Sad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like very similar, like everyone gets the same kind of feelings and you can go through every single color in the rainbow and just kind of assign a different feeling to each color. And that is you telling your guides and your angels, like, this is the representation when I read someone's aura. Can we talk for a moment about guides and angels? Yeah. Absolutely. Because you've said it a couple times. And I, for, for all my babes that are still hanging in and listening here, can thank you? Hey, thank you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for hanging out with Bella and I. Um, cause we could talk about this for hours, but I want to make sure that you are still with us. Can, when you say check in with your guys, check in with your angels, what does that mean? Okay. Um, so angels and spirit guides in my world mean this exact same thing. They're very interchangeable, interchangeable, excuse me, um, in my life. Um, Angels can be spirit guides. I, I'm sorry. Angels can be spirit guides and they can be guardian angels. They can be people who were in your life and have passed on. My guardian angel is my grandma on my dad's side. She's got my back all the time. I call her in. Every time I do something spiritual, she's that like number one soldier that comes through and they're like, my mentors have to kind of ease her into what we're doing a lot of times if I don't have a conversation with her. Um, so she's always around. Spirit guides are people you've never met or even different forms. I've had, um, I've seen a mermaid be my spirit guide. Um, and that again, it's just people here to help you get through this life and guide you in the right direction. Um, you get one spirit guide your whole entire life from the moment you were born to the moment that you pass, you get one, but other spirit guides come in and out of your life, depending on the season you're in, or if you're going through a really hard time or having a tough day, you'll get certain spirit guides in that you can connect to. Does that kind of explain it? Yeah. So I love this because I think this is a level and a layer of support that in the mainstream, we don't talk about. We talk about like hiring a coach or joining a mastermind or getting a personal trainer or a therapist. But I think that this is something that every single person can access, that every single person can do at any point and any moment in their life. And I think it's so important. I think it's something that is not really discussed. So yeah. if someone's going through it and they're like, I, I need the support, what do, what do they do? How do they call it, on them? It's very, it's very similar to um, the meditation to meet your soul, where it's, you just bring in a spirit guide. Um, and they'll only make their presence known 
when you're ready for it. So you can't just like walk around and be like, I need my spirit guide today. Like if you're not there, they're not going to come through. They got your back and they'll prevent you from doing things that you're not meant to do, but they won't make themselves known to you. Um, I've met about five or six of my spirit guides. Um, some of the questions that I have asked them in the meditation is what are their names? Um, what are their signs? I, um, what they're here to help me with and how long they've been with me and when they expect to move on. Mm. Um, those are, those are questions that are always kind of help you figure out who you're dealing with mm -hmm. to a degree. Um, you always want to thank every person that every spirit guide, every angel that you do meet. Um, I always hug mine because I'm an emotional person. Um, one of my guides is named George. He is Greek. <laughs> um, and his sign for me is a star. So whenever I see a star, I know that George is around and it's not like I'm drawing, like I could be drawing things and like a star will just come out of nowhere. I could be walking down 34th street, going home to Penn and I'll see like a random star. I'm not saying like I'm passing by Macy's and looking for a star, yeah. but just like a random star, which I've never noticed before. Very cool. Yeah. And so like, I have friends that have had parents and loved ones that have passed on and they talk about, you know, a butterfly. Like I have one friend that the butterfly is like her mom. Yeah. And so she'll see that all the time and be like, okay, mom's still with me. And Absolutely. I think that's so beautiful and so amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's just one of those other things that we don't realize how much support is there for us in both this dimension and others. Um, and if you're listening and you're like, this is so beyond me, but I'm kind of interested, there are coaches and people that will support you in that spiritual journey. Yeah. And, you know, I have an amazing, um, shamanic Reiki healer here in New York. And she is very in touch with all of that. And she has helped me with some of my spirit guides and helped me move through some traumatic, you know, experiences with that. And, and in that healing realm, which is something that, you know, we can't fully get into on the podcast, but, and like, you can't necessarily just do, um, you know, call someone up and make an appointment. Like you're going to go get your blood drawn, but there are people out there that can support you in that. If you want to go deeper, um, and I just, I'm fascinated by this stuff because this is like, you know, I grew up with, you know, you're Christian, you're Jewish, you're, these are your options and this is the way That's to it. <laughs> And yeah. I love seeing these um, bigger, bigger ideas and, and really it's support. Yeah. Also, yeah, all support. And also if you ever get, do have a relationship with one of your spirit guides and want to know an answer to something, you can ask them and say, like, show me a white feather for yes and show me a black feather for no. And you'll see a feather in a color. Crazy. But be extremely specific. Don't be like, you know, maybe show me like a blue feather. Like, be very specific with what you're looking for. And don't make your question wishy-washy. Mm. Like a yes or a no. Like, make yes. it very clear. Like a this yeah. or a that. Yes. That's yeah. amazing. That's also like a cool way to test your like spirit guides and stuff. I do that often. I literally, um, one of my friends who passed away, um, his 
his sign for me is a certain song. So I'll be like, hey, are you around? And I'll just casually be changing stations that day. And I'll hear that specific song and that specific verse. That's for Oh, him. wow. Yeah. Super crazy. That's and then other crazy. times he's not around, so I don't hear the song. Yeah. Which is, yeah. that's okay too. Yeah. Um, is there, you know, you are a spiritual life coach and you're an intuitive business consultant and we have women that are living their lives and dealing with shit. And then we also have a lot of women that have their own side businesses. Um, what is something that you see that your clients are dealing with that, you know, is there like a theme that you find most of your female clients dealing with? And is that something that you could share with us, um, in regards to how you help them through it? Okay. Um, so we're just going to go right in. Um, I feel like as women, we're not as confident as we should be. So confidence is something that every woman fights with. I fight with. I fight with. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know how Sam, but I know, I know we've had conversations about this in the past and it's just knowing that like, Your spirit guides, your spirit family, even like the people who are around you know what's right for you and they won't, they won't put you in harm's way. Um, I'm sure you can, I'm going to kind of loop this back into what you do. I'm sure you really wanted to get like a certain dance number or dance part and like it didn't work out, right? You weren't meant to do that. If you were your spirit guides would make sure that shit happened. Mm. You know, um, like for me, I had a job when I was 24 in the city and I was miserable and I quit after a week because if I stayed at that job, I would have never been the person I am today because I would have been stuck in my ego. I would have never met um, any of my mentors, I would have never met Khalees. I would have never met Paul. I would have never met you. I would have never met any person that I'm with today if I stayed in on Wall Street. So like for the dancer that, because I have some of these clients too, for the dancer that is just slaving away, auditioning, hustling, auditioning, auditioning, and they're getting so close, but they're not booking they're not booking, but they're, they're, they're on the edge and they're like, I'm so close, but I've been in New York for seven years and I haven't made it yet. What, how do they become okay with that? Like they can be like, yeah, okay. My spirit guides are helping me and they're guiding me and it wasn't meant to be, but I'm not happy. What advice do you give them? Just believing. And I know this is the hardest thing. Um, my word in life is believe. Um, just believing that there's, there is a plan for this life. Um, Mm -hmm. You are a dancer. You are meant to do something great. It's just knowing that belief and like having that belief in your body and just embracing it and surrendering it to the universe. And it's just like, listen, we all have a mission here. We all have a purpose. And it's just being able to believe in that and know that divine timing will come in and make shit happen for all of us. Oh, I love that. Thank you. That was great. That was great. Um, yeah. Woo. Yeah. 
It's a major one. I mean, I and I know that you know those are the places and times that we have to learn, and that's what we have to grow through and live through and move through. And you know, I look back and there were parts of my life that I regretted at certain points in time. Like I was upset that I made those decisions. And then also in hindsight, I'm like, okay, but now it all makes sense. This led me to this and this led me to this. And, and if I didn't have those experiences, if I didn't have those heartbreaks and those moments of, am I going to throw in the towel and just give up and, you know, the tear your hair out and cry until you can't breathe moments. Like that's what makes you who you are. Um, and and, you know, and so now I thank all of those moments because now I can speak to them. Now I have compassion for the woman that's going through that. And now I, I can see how it's all coming together. So I do want to give all those dancer babes and all the non-dancer babes out there some hope and some love that like, it's all happening the way it's supposed to. Yeah. Exactly where you're supposed to be. Exactly. And take inventory. Look back five years ago. Where were you? Where are you today? I would bet a million dollars that every, every single person listening to this podcast has evolved into the better version of themselves today compared to five years ago. Five years ago, I was lost. I was lost. Still kind of lost, but finding (laughs) my way. But completely finding all trying to find our way. (laughs) Absolutely. But I wouldn't go back to the person I was five years ago at all. I'd rather deal with the, bu- the bullshit that I'm dealing with today versus the bullshit I was dealing with five years ago. That's a thousand percent. Thousand percent. Oh, Bella, thank you so much. This has been so awesome. And you guys, I'm so curious to like get your thoughts. Is this like so beyond your thinking? Is this stuff you're interested in? Like, let us know, send us messages. Bella, where can people find you online? Um, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm going to have Sam put my last name in the podcast. Yes, please. Because it's, it's a tricky one. Um, it's the Bella Texera. So it's the T H E B E L L A T E I X E I R A. I'm on Instagram and that's just the best way to reach me to be quite honest. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys, Bella posts like inspirational stuff. She's a spiritual life coach. She's an intuitive business consultant. So if you're looking for support, and you connected with her, you should definitely message her. She's amazing. And I want to finish with one final question. And that is to the woman that is listening who wants to live her life full out, but is not sure how to do that. What is your advice? How do I live my life full out? Connecting to your soul and doing things you love. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.